Editor's note, this week's film, Colossal, is now streaming on Hulu. We now join our regular program, Almost in Progress. I added too many people at once. I don't know who's making all the noise. It's probably Dylan. Kevin? Kevin's the noise master. Kevin, noise master, are you there? Hello? Hi, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? It's all right. Nothing, uh... Good. I mean, what's up? Hey, what happened to that guy? Uh, Logan's gone now. Did you shoot hey, a gun? I'm back. There he is. You hear me now? Yeah, did you Hello climb into a toy box and you're rolling around in it? No, I'm not rolling in a toy box at all. I'll get on my phone. Okay. Get back. Alright, hey, let's talk about this movie and whatever. Welcome to. Hey, let's talk about that movie, or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Dumb stuff. This is a podcast about Colossal. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hey. And that's the podcast. Let's keep going with it. Uh, right. This movie is called Colossal, stars Anne Hathaway Shut and up. some kind right. of lizard. So now there's uh, a movie talk, and it's time for movie talk. This week's movie is Colossal 2000. It says 2016 film, but it wasn't released until April of this year. It's 2017. Anyway, uh, it's a Nacho Vigalondo joint uh, starring Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis, Dan Stevens. Tim Blake Nelson, and people I don't know about. Character actor. Tim Blake Nelson? Is that his All name? Right. Yeah. Dylan's gone. He contributed the phrase character actor. Thanks for your contribution, Dylan. Um, you get fragments tonight. Up, yep. I will say I recommend you watching this movie uh, before you listen to this podcast. So shut the podcast off even before you find out if the other people would recommend it or not, because in case they disagree with me. Uh, listen, if you know it. Nacho, you know what this movie is going to be about. Just go get it. Yeah. If you yeah. love nachos, you should check out this film. I agree Any- with that. Even if you don't love nachos, you might still like yeah, the movie. Too. One of the virtues of this film is I feel like it can be very enjoyed by dum-dums and smarties. Well, the thing with uh, Nacho is his films are very, very good. I agree. <laughs> and I usually don't expect them to be. They're very different, and that's really cool. He's always doing his own thing, and it's always interesting. And I need to watch all the films by him that I haven't watched yet. Mainly like Time A. Los Cronos Cremenes. What? Los Cronos Cremenes. What is Oh, t- yeah, that. Time Crimes. Yeah, I know what it is. Time Crimes. <laughs> All right, so you would recommend it, Logan? I'm taking that as... Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean... It's a movie that you would recommend? Awesome. Yes. It's weird. It's interesting. It's well-acted. It really gets to the core of being a person. Like yeah. social, it's a good social dynamic. It's very believable, but it has, it plays off the extraordinary to emphasize the real stuff. I agree with all of that. So two thumbs up so far. Let's see if we can keep this rolling. Kevin, what did you think of the movie and would you recommend it? 
Well, as one of the dum-dums, I completely agree with your assessment. I think this movie is great. I think it's well worth watching. It's not too long either, is it? It's under two hours. No, no, yeah, it's under two hours, but it's, I don't know, it's pretty hefty. Yeah, it's like an hour 46 minutes. It didn't seem like that. It was a good movie. I agree. Yeah. All right, three thumbs up. Dylan, what did you think? Would you recommend it? Well, I only have a mediocre intelligence, so unfortunately on your scale, I did not like the movie. Ah, uh, well, you're in company of uh, people like uh, Rex Reed, who got fired for being a fat-shaming racist. So it's oh, good to know fave, that you uh, culture impactor. Rex Reed. That's did good. he say something about the monster? Say what? Did I? Did he say something about the monster? Is that why he got fired? No. I think he said something about Melissa McCarthy. That'll do it. Oh, I thought you were saying he was fat and a shaming monster, not a fat shaming monster. Hmm. Did I say monster? He was a fat shame monster. I think I said racist. Yeah, I was pretty sure he said, like, racist. And I want to make it clear, I'm not accusing Rex Reed of being a racist. I'm just pointing out that he got in trouble before for saying racist things. And that Dylan hey, agrees a lot of with fun them tonight, but everything. I just want to remind everyone, the racism is not the answer. Dylan, did, did you not like the movie because it uh, made Gamer Gators look bad? Yes. Oh, man. Sorry. I see you saw the draft of the article that I'm writing up for um, HaloTamon.com. No, uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, getting outside of your scale, I thought it was, uh, at the very least, it left you with a lot to talk about, right? And a lot to think about. And um, the... Holy shit. Exactly. Your brain might collapse on an avalanche. I thought uh, it was like a monster stepping on something. Oh, okay. It's, It's far way in the east though until we open up the west okay let's not get in the movie but uh yeah it, it was it was uh it definitely had a lot to a lot to think about it left you with a lot to talk about it was like like kevin said it's and logan said it's like weighty it's like there's a lot of fiber there in that movie you know yeah. is it soluble it. fiber um uh, i think it is the good one right right the soluble one wait i thought <laughs> insoluble was the good one can you tell me about fiber no i don't clearly i'm enough. not sure about what fiber is but uh yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely very different like you guys said in a lot of ways um and i don't want to say anymore i guess until we get to the part where the people listen to this turn this off and then choose whether they're going to see the movie or not and then maybe turn it back on if All you right. remember it later after they saw the movie and that's the end of the show bye Hey, you guys want to uh, help me record an ad real quick? No. For my graphic novel? I'll do it. Thanks, Kevin. You're um, welcome. I couldn't decide... Do I get, like, free it... copy if I help with this? Yeah. Well, I couldn't decide if I wanted to like just say a thing like, hey, you can buy this comic, or uh, if I wanted to have a conversation with you guys. So I'm just going to do... Uh, both and play this and we can talk over it hey it's matt i want to tell you about my new so what's going on with you guys uh it's called i I can't buy a comic subtitle
The life oh, and death of apparently Dylan can't notes. buy comics. Like he doesn't it's know how. He doesn't know how money stuff. works. You have to and go teach getting him. in the way of creating stuff. If only I had some kind of graphic novel to teach me about and stats. comic books. Uh, it's graphic novel, black and white. Kevin, 116 pages. Black. You can buy a copy. The only one that said he wanted to help bucks. me record an ad isn't saying anything. For like three bucks or something. Because like I'm that. trying to uh, figure out the thing I told you. I'm gonna put oh. a link on my Ask website. Logan. I think he uses depressingscience.com. Depressing the push science. to talk thing. The mine's reversed. Yeah, depressingscience.com. Go buy it. Oh, I mean, uh, all right. I if it's reversed, yeah. like so, it's when you press the button. Sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's what is this an advertisement for? Buttons. Where do I go to buy buttons? Hey, let's do a second episode where we talk about the movie. Nice. We can do a choose your own adventure like we can do that and then do another episode where we don't talk about the movie. Okay. Oh, we can have like choose your own adventure where we put a bunch of episodes up and then they can choose which one they want to listen to. Way to act like like that was the plan to prepare it for when we end up not talking about the movie at all and then have to try again. We can act like we're trying to give people options. All right. Uh, So let's talk about the options. Only the illusion of options. Let's be silent. Was this a Telltale uh, podcast? You got it. 100% of players pick that because that's all you give us, Telltale. Um, this movie's an indictment of Telltale. This movie, I thought, was a cool examination. One, one of the things it kind of deals with is the scale of human interaction. You know, uh, how how lightly you take things depends on distance and power. Like, it's directly correlated to that. Like, you will... You, you, if you have an argument with somebody, you take that very seriously, but like a serious human tragedy very far away from you is, you know, just kind of like a blip on your radar. Like, oh, that's too bad. Well, do you have any noises or sounds? Yeah, I'll put those in later, though. Okay. A great example of that is like when they're sitting in the bar watching it, uh, watching the coverage of the monster on TV. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is like, Oh, you know, you feel that tingle for, you know, that you're watching something that is going to change the course of history and Anne Hathaway like checks her phone. So I mean, it's like, it's a good comment on that. And also though, it's practical. Like you're not going to stop checking your phone because there's a monster somewhere. Somebody's trying to get in touch with you. Yeah. Is that why it works for dumb dumbs too? Uh, I don't know. This movie taught me how to use a phone. And for that, I'll always be thankful. Because the reason I know it works for dumb dumbs and smarties is because I'm kind of both. I feel like I'm like a, a a monster created by Frankenstein, where he tried to end the war between dumb dumbs and smarties by using a half of the brain of each and putting it in there. So the smarties part of my brain could probably tell you why it liked it, but the dumb dumbs part's like I don't know. It's pretty good. It's almost like we're brothers. Yeah, it's similar to that. In a lot of ways. Many, many ways. Like tiny little ways? And some big ways. That's cool. Oh, yeah, and the other other part of the human interaction scale, I was talking about power. If you hate somebody right now, you're probably not going to go like try to murder them. But if you had like an army of Sicarios at your disposal, and you could just say, like, hey, yeah, take that person out, and that would happen... At the very least, you would definitely take that decision more lightly. So I feel like when you have like domestic abuse, bullies and stuff, like in this movie, when people are having arguments using 
like emotional leverage on each other. And then if one of them, you know, can overpower the other at a certain point, they might go, you know what? I'm just going to fucking use physical leverage. There you go. I'm going to shove you down because I can. And I liked when the monsters killed people. Wait, you liked that? Sick fuck. Yeah, man, that was good. That was the best part. Man, it's like you're my half-brother or something. I only sort of enjoyed those people getting killed. Yeah. So, Dylan, you'll like this. Jason Sudeikis talked to Gamer Gators to get into this character. Oh, that's, uh... <laughs> Did he... Wait a minute. I was here the whole time. All I do is talk to Gamer Gators. Should have auditioned. Oh, damn it, Jason Sudeikis. What's your no, manager do doing? Really? That's... Is that really a thing, Matt? Are you serious? Yeah, he said he did that. <laughs> Which, where did he? Where, where did he go? Did he go to the Kotaku in Action subreddit? Did he go on Twitter? I don't did he go know. To, uh, the Milo Yiannopoulos? Is he still a guy? I don't know. If you want to be a giant asshole, you go right to the source. Oh, so the uh, unethical games journalist. Yeah, that's the good place to go <laughs> to hear about Gamergate and the problems. And- <laughs> And Hathaway talked to the unethical games journalist to get into the character of a woman who doesn't deserve what she has. And uh, we forced to talk to her, I think, and uh, respect her opinions. No. So how does Jason Snake know about Gamergate who told him? I think uh, he listens to the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, well, he does come up occasionally. Don't Jason Sudeikis, if you're listening, call in. Jason Sudeikis, when you listen, call your mom. She misses you. It's been a while. I know Olivia Wilde's your wife, and you don't have a lot of time for anyone else, but, uh, you know, keep up a family, Jason. So he starts the movie in a perfect, like, romantic comedy mode of, like, the guy is going to fix your problems, and he's kind of fun. It's like a townie guy. Oh, uh, well, he starts it with Dan Stevens as the guy at the beginning. Yeah, and he kicks her out because she drinks all the time. She's an alcoholic. She doesn't have her life together. Yeah, I like getting to hear his British voice. Yeah, what else is he in? Other things. Ah, uh, fair enough. He was the so titular then you've got the guest. Brother Arthur guy in the not movie. Not John Turturro. Not George Clooney. Not John Goodman. Speaking of romantic comedies, though, uh, something I saw Nacho Vigalondo said about um, romantic comedies that he was like, I enjoy some of those movies, but I do think that there is a. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but. He was like, I do think that there's like a dangerous message conveyed by them in general of like, if you just keep persisting, no matter what, eventually you'll get her. If you uh, run in and stop her wedding, you're not going to get arrested. You're just going to charm her and just kind of like encouraging behavior that in real life would be terrifying. Hey, Logan, that's not true. What's not true? Is this a feminist movie? Yeah. Well, it's definitely. Kevin, have you ran in and stopped a wedding before? Or have you had your wedding stopped and you ran off? Have you done it for personal gain and not for, like, you know? I do that all the time. You're a wedding stopper? Yeah. (laughs) I buy that book. Is it instructional or anecdotal? It's It's like a sermon. You know, you take, like, anecdotes from your life. All of them wedding broken based, I think. So, Dylan, do you think this is a feminist movie? Yeah, sure. So you can tell how much Anne Hathaway has her life together by how poofy her hair is. Is that true? It gets less poofy. Oh, no. That's how you can tell. Is it, like, is poofy bad or good? 
Poofy's bad. Starts out ultra poof. Uh, towards the end of the movie, when she's in South Korea, um, she might as well look like one of the movie stars. Okay. Uh, I think that maybe doesn't have so much to do with her having her life together since she didn't have her life together at the beginning as maybe it does have to do with access to hair products and it was raining oh and it's linear too that her access in the movie so that's one metric for this was it raining i don't think it was raining at the very end it is oh good to know in south korea um, yeah, I like how it starts, though, with her, I like her excuse where she's trying to explain to Dan Stevens before he leaves to work, like, why she's just coming in. Yeah, and then, like, he tells her that it'd be better if she's not there when he gets when he gets back, and then as soon as he leaves, all her friends come in and start drinking the party. Yeah, as soon as they see <laughs> that he leaves the building. Yeah, this would be a really fun movie to totally like nitpick and miss the point. Like, where are her friends? Where do they go? Why do they never? Why are they never in the movie again? We don't know these characters at all. Well, they're That's clearly a, not really that good friends. Yeah, That's I don't think they're. That's a movie goof. I don't think they're good friends since uh, clearly when you see them, none of them notice that she's very upset. They just walk in and start. Those are eight AM friends. And... Those are like your best friends who just want to hang out and drink with you at like eight in the morning that's true she probably left and they probably didn't like they didn't notice when she got her stuff and went out um i don't know if you realize but soul the uh city it um has a homonym with soul like your body like the thing your spiritual essence oh you believe in catch you believe in that stuff hey logan i bet you don't even believe in the force i don't oh that's fair enough i respect your beliefs but you know i have my own I don't. All right. That was for the soundboard. Let's keep going. So, Kevin, um, so Anne Hathaway moves back into her parents' mansion, and there's a bar stool on it. And when she first talks to her ex-boyfriend, she talks to him on a FaceTime on a big screen, and then it's her phone as he drifts out of her life and away while she moves back home. What? That's it. Is that symbolism? Uh, I don't know. I like uh, how she keeps uh, going to sleep. It's like kind of a perfect metaphor for somebody trying to get their shit together and failing at it. Like if you've uh, ever, ever done that, then you know the feeling of you feel like you're trying, but it's just not fucking working. Like she keeps she goes to sleep on the floor and wakes up sore as shit. And then she gets the air mattress just kind of dozes off against the wall while it's blowing up and wakes up and feels like shit. And she's like, I, f- I fuck, I tried. I bought a mattress. I'm blowing it up. And then the next time she goes to sleep on the air mattress, it's deflated when she wakes up. Her body hurts. Yeah, I thought her body hurt because, like, she got hit with missiles or something while she was a monster. That's That happened, too. Which I kind of attributed uh, her not noticing the sensations before to um, her just sleeping on the floor. So when her elbow is taking out a skyscraper, she just, ah, my fucking elbow hurts. Yeah. Which uh, we haven't super explained what's going on in this movie. And that's the upside of picking a movie that I say that you should watch instead of listening to this first. Because I don't have to tell you anything. (laughs) So basically, we should probably go over the basic premise, shouldn't we? All right, I'll let you handle that.
okay. Are you sure? Gotcha, Logan. Talk about the movie. You have to. I'll help okay. you. So the promise is Anne Hathaway's character. Was it Gloria? Yeah, that's it. Gloria. She's a party girl, and her boyfriend dumps her because she's out all the time and doesn't have her shit together, has no job, and is pretty much just leeching off him, like, for money-wise and sleeping in his apartment. Her boyfriend's so name is Dan much, Stevens. Yeah. So she pretty much gets kicked out of there. She moves back to her parents' house that they're renting out because it's empty and she has no money so she can move there and stay there while she tries to get back on her feet. On her way back there, she meets an old friend. Well, I don't even know if they were friends, but he was from elementary school. From elementary school, yeah. Yeah, and he runs a bar and she gets a job at the bar and later they find out like, as this is going on, there's appearances of a giant monster in Seoul, Korea, South Korea. And they find out that the monster is mimicking her movements. Yeah, I love when she uh, first sees the that the monster thing is happening and she calls Dan Stevens and it's like, oh, my God, you know, I, just, I had to call you. I just saw this. This is insane. And it's like, you know, her world is imploding. And then he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. That happened nine hours ago. Are you? How are you just hearing about it? What have you been doing all day? <laughs> and then she like immediately switches into like kind of trying to make excuses for what she's been doing, which is a good example yeah. of the distance factor where this life-changing reality warping thing is happening but then somebody calls you on some shit and you're immediately like well uh no i'm doing i, I bought an air mattress uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah matt we got it kevin are you still there yes all right but like i don't think my description really gets all at what the core of this movie is about which i think is about abusive relationships and trying to get yourself together. True that. I think that's a good read. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been uh, emotionally abused, but it's kind of what it feels like uh, when people are like, it's like somebody's holding something hostage. Like a bunch of Koreans. Yeah, they need to evacuate yeah. that city, but I guess you can't evacuate your soul, can you? It's stuck with you. Sure you can. Just need uh, more fiber. Yes, which this I movie knew, provides. I knew there was a poop joke in there somewhere. I just I was grasping for it, couldn't find it. Yeah, you do that. You grasp for the poop a lot, don't you? No, I was grasping at straws, which is good fiber. Eat more straws, guys. Is it? Oh, like the plastic straws? There's fiber in those. Oh, I was talking about like pine straw. Oh, Are those weird plant straws that like dissolve when you use them like in one sitting they're made of disposable plants so this movie is a subversion of romantic comedy but not like a parody so much like the way they came together is a parody although there is one moment where the characters say shit and then another one says shit like when a bad thing happens that was kind of funny um well i mean yeah it's it's kind of subverts the themes and, and like like Matt said like everyone else has already said with um uh, like the director I guess has said that you quoted that Senor Vigalondo that is his name I am told um, that 
you know, if, if these rules from the, from the genre were applied to real life, it would be this horrible, disastrous thing. And it's that. Uh, and it also represents just abusive relationships in general, right? Um, yeah, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to take, for sure. Yeah, when they're, like, hanging out at the bar, uh, she is kind of coming on to the one guy whose name I don't know. Uh, she's like, oh, they always do that. She's like, what? Uh, they they introduce you to everyone except for the cute guy. She gives him what's called in the business a long line, and I guess he takes it. He mostly just smiles, dopely smiles a lot. He doesn't really do much. She gives him what we call in the business the business, the business. Yes, yeah, and then that is, uh, that's true. <laughs> and then he like sort of tries to kiss her, and she like pulls back. And Jason Sudeikis, Oscar was his name. Oscar sees he's like, hey, yells at him like it's her first day back in town and you're trying to fuck it up. What was he trying to fuck up? Her time or his getting down with her? Or maybe someone who's really generous is can be very selfish. Uh? Hmm. Also baggage, am I right? There's a lot of literal seeds where characters have actual literal baggage. Yeah, like when she uh, excuses, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's a mess. Like in that one room that she was living in. She's like, this is the only part of the house that I can get Wi-Fi without a password. Yeah, little things like that doesn't dwell on it, which is good. Uh, it just kind of lets, lets those jokes go. And there, you can also see it's like a small town, like where you're from, insecurity, I guess. Location and mindset versus like the usually like the big city dynamic that's usually a thing in romantic comedies as well right like the con the, the concept of a character going back to their hometown to figure out their life is a pretty common one yeah and, and we i don't see... think he's giving this movie too much credit to uh, that it plays it as a subversion and not just you know a, a plot yeah and we see uh jason sudeikis has clearly like been jealous of, of her forever yeah, so it starts out kind of like cookie-cutter romantic comedy with some cute bits, uh, and then it goes into, like, full-on, very writerly scene, like, play. <laughs> I think I think a good 15 minutes of this movie is in... It turns into a play when they're in the western part of the bar that hasn't been visited in a long time. Western themes. Okay. Uh, and then they just kind of have the breakdown, like, the, the drunk Jason Zanakis goes from being, like, a very, like, facile, like, perfect boy person to being like a monster in the very specific drunk way that happens on like stage plays right like give me another and like buy another and like that kind of thing yeah it's... Uh, this movie, this movie oh, is, is, is both like very fantastical and also so close to truth that it is too much is like too scripted <laughs> i don't know that turn really what? happens what logan I don't know, like, I don't think it was, like, too fantastical at all. I don't think, like, it was... I don't know, I think it was played pretty well, like, just how dark it got. And I think it was, like, right off him, like, being upset with, uh, the whole, is it Joel and her, and... Because that's when it really started to get messed up, is when yeah they both left. Yeah, because she also I like when she uh, reveals it, like when she realizes that it's her making the monster appear and is doing her stuff. 
Uh, when she reveals it to the other guys, it's right after Tim Blake Nelson does the like teabag bar trick. It kind of frames what she's doing as a bar trick. Like, all right, let me show you guys this. I like when the helicopter crashes into her head and she's like, what was that? Helicopter crash into my head? Wait, with the with with the pilot and and everything? Yeah, that she legitimately like just killed someone because she... that was a very good moment. Yeah, and Jason Sudeikis yeah. had to like get her out of there, and then you realize that apparently it works for him too. When he goes into that area, he's a giant robot. Oh wait, I said I wasn't going to explain this shit. Why am I explaining it? Anyways, so here's how <laughs> giant robots work. Um, they use a propulsion system. I think it's nuclear. Pa- okay. Oh. Fans of Pacific Rim will love this. Will they? Oh, yeah, because they're dumb. You heard me, fans of Pacific Rim. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) um, Charlie Day couldn't save that movie, and neither can this. That Um, movie is awesome. Yeah, I loved it, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I told you, dumb-dumbs and smarties. Wait, we don't have any full smarties, though. Hmm. I wonder if a full smarty would enjoy the movie. Probably not. Let's go find one. I googled it, and this guy says he's smart, and he liked it. So I guess he's right. Uh, But yeah, that's when the turn happens. Jason Sudeikis, after she goes and gets with, I think you said his name was Joel, and then they see the fucking robot is in Seoul again, and they rush down there, and... uh, Yeah, it's like like, robot, giant robot taunting the market district. (laughs) And Sam Blake Nelson's like, hey, Joel. And then you see Jace Sudeikis realize that they showed up together. And it's just like, yeah, hey, Joel. And after that, he starts being a real fucking asshole. Yeah. Also, Jace yeah, Sudeikis. Characters stopping characters and they turn into like just like full on metaphors and forces. They're not he, people. I don't, I don't think it was like contrived, though. I think it was just organic. Like it felt like that's just the story. Mm hmm. But anyways, uh, Jason Sudeikis keeps he keeps offering things to Anne Hathaway and thinking that she asked for them. Hmm. Mm. Or eh? Well, I think Drunk. it's kind of played up to like that because she's keeps on saying that it happened while she was drunk. Right. Uh, we do see we we don't see all the stuff like the TV. No, we no. didn't see anything about TV. We didn't see anything about futon. Well, we saw one thing. Uh, he before he left, after he brought over the TV, he said, "You need a you need a couch in here." And then he shows up with a couch. She's like, "A couch?" And he's like, "Yeah, remember you asked for a couch or you wanted a couch?" She's like, "I did," which we did get to see him decide that she needed a couch. I did not even realize that. Yeah, that's how they worm their way into your life, Logan. Yeah, Logan, be careful. No such like thing as a couches? free couch. That's how we get couches. <laughs> you just use Jason Sudeikis for the free couch. Yeah. So then the camera work changes, and it goes from very like static free uh, camera shots to like more static shots, but usually at a Dutch angle or with like under lighting and thunder, <laughs> like lightning. But the the uh, uh, human parts get shot like monster movies, kind of, uh, which was a good you know change and transition. Fits with the theme. Like the first time you see her like come in and peek in the door at the very beginning yes. of the movie. Similar to that. Anyways. Um, Jason Sudeikis really starts 
bossing her around and telling her she's got to do shit and is mean to Tim Blake Nelson about doing coke. Which he And then they do the magic trick again, but this time it's a giant firework. And this time he tells the story. And he's right. It is more satisfying. What do you think uh, Tim Blake Nelson was going to say after Jason Sudeikis is a dickhead to him and he is going to leave? He was like, you're lucky the rest of us don't. Because Jason Sudeikis cut him off. He's like, I thought you were leaving. And then he's like, fine. But then he turns back again and he's like, you're lucky the rest of us don't. And Jason Sudeikis yells, you're lucky I don't call the cops on you, you fucking junkie. I assume it has something to do with his with his wife and child. Uh, maybe he said that he was almost married. There you go. I, th- I thought I thought it was girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Which he doesn't really talk about her at all. He just says he was almost married and he mentions a kid. And then after he like basically holds her hostage and says that she's got to fucking do what he wants or he's going to go back and stomp around and kill a bunch of Koreans. Uh, like the next day he apologizes by sending a ton of furniture over and she goes to his house and there's like a picture with a woman holding a baby and the face is scratched out. Which is not weird. And he's got a lot of stuff in his house. Like he's a, he's got the most baggage. It turns out he is the baggage. Well, it's not baggage. It's just piles of stuff. Piles. Bags. (gasps) Those are both things. Now it all makes sense. Kevin, could you unmute your microphone every once in a while and laugh? (laughs) Thank you. That makes me feel better. (laughs) What is that noise? (laughs) I think it's Logan's iron lung. Okay. Just me breathing. Nostrils. You are uh, sharp on the uptake. I respect that. And hey, by that I mean the air uptake into your nostrils. Hey, I got no, it. Suggested. So there's a part where they they they're gonna do a midday high noon shootout, and they say it in a little western bar, which is cute. What? What are you talking about? At all. Well, uh, <laughs> what it's the okay, fuck Logan. Is it going happened, on? but it's fine. Hey, we're Logan's all, we're all house. <laughs> Oh god, it's raining here now. Is it? Is it Javi? <laughs> but I seriously, don't know what you're talking about, Dylan. What are you talking about? Uh, which part of the movie where he just says he's gonna go? He's like threatens to go at noon to go do something, like do a shootout. I mean, it's not an actual shootout, but it is like a. It's framed like it's like a Wild West thing. There's a lot of little things like this in the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Can you be more specific? There is a part. I assume it's with Jason Sudeikis and uh, Tim Meadows. I think he said was her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend. She's on break from. The titular uh, guest from the... the guest. Yeah, yes. Uh, and the titular Legion from the Legion. Mr. Legion. Exactly. There you go. Uh, they were they're gonna like do some kind of uh, thing, like some kind of like something is gonna happen at noon, and they say it at their western themed bar. It's you know like a oh, you mean where like old timing? He tells her that he's leaving at noon tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Noon. Noon. It's not West. a shootout. That's West. an invitation. Yeah, but you know, it's like goes with like the theme of what it's like a confrontation. You know, in like the middle of a town in the old west. No, it, it coincides with checkout time. Coincides with checkout time, which is the latest checkout time I've ever seen. God, I would love to get out of a hotel at noon. I've done that. 
Now I'm going to breathe. It's my turn, Logan. That's good air. What? What? No, I just was holding my breath the whole time. How do you feel about the uh, people in the nearby apartments cheering? When the monster's slapping the robot. It like reminded me of like uh, having an impromptu crowd and like a drunk street thing. Uh, like they're actually hurting each other. It's kind of silly, but I liked it. Yeah, it was kind of silly. This movie gets pretty silly sometimes, which isn't the worst. I didn't need, I didn't need the flashbacks to them being a little little kids, and then him literally stomping on the thing, and then their toys fall out of their backpacks and they hit their head. Like I didn't really need like a like a, it to get that literal with with what was happening or that um expository. Well, yeah. I think it does a good job of just showing that like his character was always an asshole. Hmm. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I I, I, I guess mean... I contrast it with uh. I don't think the, we needed um, it, that but I, I didn't mind it. The one okay. I'd love, sure. Well, I just I kind of like contrast it with that. Like the one that I love, I like that quite a bit. Go back to the podcast and see if I'm lying. Uh, and the they didn't really explain a lot of the the magic of what was going on. Like almost any of it, really. It's all incidental, and I kind of like that a little more. Or I can maybe use more of my own imagination to fill in the blanks. Whereas movie gets like very literal and like very, you know, very uh, explains like everything well, exactly I mean, it doesn't really leave much open well i mean you said it was well, expository it doesn't yeah it doesn't explain anything it just shows that they were kids and got like lightning yeah it's, just, yeah, I, it's I, too direct for me that's i all. i actually kind of like that just because that's like a funny uh stupid thing that people go to to explain stuff in movies where they don't think too hard about it just oh it was lightning there was a lightning <laughs> strike and that made whatever magic yeah. thing happen Sure. Well, I think they must be like some kind of like psychic projection because he had a giant robot and she had a giant monster, and yeah. it was from the toys. Not because otherwise, like the giant robot would just make no sense whatsoever to me. Also, uh, you brought up the one I love. Um, speaking of movies that are dreams, uh, Open Windows was a dream, and to prove it. I offer you this quote that I am also going to paraphrase this one from Senor Vigilando. Uh, he said that uh, what a movie is about is uh, uh, up to the viewer, not the filmmaker. So I don't right. think I've ever heard anyone say that. Yeah. Yeah, he said something about... Um, it's like the author died. It's like he doesn't matter. He said that uh, he was talking about you know, people were asking him about like the message of the movie and he was saying, you know, I don't like to try and insert agendas or messages into things. I try and just let the story come through because he attributes this to a something he describes as a pseudo magical theory of how films work. But I mean, it's just it makes sense. Essentially, he just says that uh, films comment on the time more than the filmmakers intend because it's a product of the times and of a bunch of people coming together to make a thing. And they're all products of the time, which I mean, that just makes sense. Like, of course, of course, uh, anything you create is going to comment on the environment in which it's created more than you in, in more ways than you realize. 
I was waiting for a slow clap to start. It didn't start. Uh, yeah, I think, the, I think, I think Kevin like did edit. one, but he forgot to unmute his mic. Oh, shit. All right. He turned that fan back on. I missed the fan. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like the, uh, the fact that we've all got so many different like ways to read this movie and they all seem valid. Uh, it definitely is true to the spirit of what he said there. Yeah, that he want, wants to leave out of interpretation. But like I said, like regardless of what I thought of the movie, I definitely thought about it a lot more and continue to. I saw it yesterday than um, Frankenstein's Army. You know, or that like that. It, it does leave a lot for me. I I just felt that it, it got a bit too literal in places, and maybe a little. It stretched that. It stretched the boundaries between like telling a story and um painting a picture. I guess like painting like like painting uh, or getting deep, getting like really deep into the metaphors. I thought some some places those those two different threads got like a little too tangled or a little too close, a little too on the nose, but. Yeah, this is a really interesting movie, and I'm glad that someone made me watch this. It was me. It was Matt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, also, I'm glad Logan made me watch Frankenstein's Army because I had some weird shit in that movie. <laughs> um, I like thanks. the. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, thanks, Logan. Like, Dylan, you said something about metaphors. Like, what do you mean? Like, what? I don't know. I didn't notice really any metaphors, like, for anything. Okay. I didn't really think the giant monsters were a metaphor of anything. I thought they were more like a device to like further the drama between the people. And that's a valid interpretation as well, Logan. Yeah. Because you watched this film. Did you? I did. Then yeah. Let me ask you a question. The main character's race. Is it white? I don't see color. Oh shit, he didn't see this movie then. Because your TV's broke. Exactly. He just sees in black and white, which are the colors of the new graphic novel by Matt Bell. It's 162 pages. Go do pressing. I don't want want people ordering this thing and I want their money back because it was only 116 pages. We got no refunds. Uh, The things that I say represent nothing about this product. Go buy it. It's also a full length comic within the comic. Anyways. Do you Venmo? We'll Venmo you. Give Uh, us a Venmo. Yeah. I'm oven mo is the one. How much is comic? Is. I would expect to pay at most three dollars for this comic. Then you can get it. <gasps> the digital version. What you're saying you're selling it for ninety nine cents? How could you make money on that? Two ninety nine. Less than three dollars, and you can save that penny and shove it up your ass. A penny saved is a penny put in your butthole for pleasure. <laughs> No, for power, Dylan. Have you ever heard of ass pennies? Pleasure is power. <laughs> Good reference, Logan. I didn't. Oh, I thought you made that up. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> but yeah, wait, is that a Rick and Morty thing? No, no, it's it's upright, is an citizens, upright citizens, thing. citizens Brigade thing. You youngin. Oh no, yeah. I love Matt Besser and Matt Deep Guy Walsh and Matt me. Uh, Matt Amy Poehler. And Mauricio Sands. Now I'm getting to the ground links. And you can buy... Uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, you can buy this uh, sketch show on depressing... Upright Citizens Brigade. Citizens.com. But yeah. So, yeah. That's Jason Sudeikis is a bully. Or his character in this movie was, at least. I don't know about him personally. Because, uh, like I said, he... He just knows he can use this fucked up thing. He can uh, exert this power over her. And so he does. And like I said, it's because he uh, 
he's fucking taking it lightly because it doesn't affect him. It's just a thing that he can do. And, uh, you know, when she, he, he tries to make sure that she doesn't leave and she like starts beating his ass with the furniture that he brought over. She starts like smashing it into him and shit. She's actually kind of beating his ass because she's fucking, it's a serious thing to her. He is just like, oh, it's just, I can make this bitch do shit I want her to do. To her, though, you know, she's fighting for untold (laughs) amounts of lives. And that's, uh, like, at the end, when she goes to Seoul, and then the fucking monster shows up at the playground where Jason Sudeikis is, she didn't do anything that gave her the upper hand. Like, they're actually on equal footing there for the first time, really. Like, he could have done the same thing that she did. But because... Uh, you know, she's taking it seriously and he's not. So he just fucking like runs away when they're finally on, on equal footing for the first time. Yeah. And it's interesting how she kind of disappoints both Jason Sudeikis and, uh, Tom, uh, Sharpling, um, by not adhering to their expectations of her, you know, like when she kind of, when she kind of tries to stop drinking as much or getting her life together in, in certain ways, you know, uh, Jason Sudeikis doesn't like it, right? Because like she's asserting her sexuality with that the young man who hangs out at this bar, Joel, uh, and he kind of definitely has ownership over her. He feels like he has ownership over her, uh, and when like she doesn't want to drink all the time, you know, he doesn't like it. But then also Tom Sharpling um, reacts to it kind of negatively too, because he's expecting her to be like a fuck up. Because sure, he he gets mad at her for that, but he also like that's he also expects that from her. Right, and then, like it helps uh, him control her literally and figuratively. So it's interesting how she's pulled between those two forces. You know, you undermine like, like, your points yeah. when you inject made up shit. Made up shit? Yeah. What? Like words? Those all. Those all were real words. Yeah, like Tom Sharpling. Uh, what is her British boyfriend's name? Dan Stevens. Tim. Yeah, so I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about there. So Oh, it's Tim Stevens. Maybe here, you're right, on, maybe you're not. Who Tim cares? Stevens. Whoever's editing this can go back and put that in. All right. No one will do that. All You'll right. look like a real fool, Dylan. Not this time. Meh, 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 meh. <laughs> oh, thank you. What was your favorite scene, Kevin? I'd have to think about it a second. I should have known this. That's all right. Which favorite scene, Logan? You didn't tell me this is going to be in the test. Which favorite scene, Dylan? Everybody say your favorite scenes at the same time. Uh, Unmute your microphones and say your favorite scenes. (sighs) Kevin, did you say one? I couldn't hear you because Dylan was talking. Firework scene? scene. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it shows what a real piece of shit this guy is. I mean, he's like the worst character ever. Yeah, it does. Just really fucking shoving it in Dan Stormare's face. Dylan, what did you do? Now I'm doing stupid garbage shit. Uh, I broke your word brains. But just really shoving it in his face like, yeah, she's still not going to leave. Yeah, also, when he uh, starts talking about the, like, as soon as he's like, you know, uh, me and you could uh, get in a fist fight in the bar. Like, Dan Stevens looks kind of scared immediately. 
And then when Dan Stevens leaves, Jaden Sudeikis says, what a schmuck, which we all know what he meant was, what a cuck. But then uh. at the end, we see that it was Jason Sudeikis who was the real cuck because he got murdered. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. His life, his life had to end. Only by killing your abusers can you be free of their abuse. Now all of the people who are still alive are cuckolding life and existence. I think my favorite scene was the end where she's at a bar and then the bartender asked her if she wants to order a drink and she's like, mm, I don't know. And then the song, that's the way you want it. That's the way you play it. Whatever the song goes, it plays, right? The Does way that happen on your copy of the movie? The way that the movie actually ended was good. The way Dylan said it was bad. You like that? You like that ending? That All was right. perfect. That was a fucking perfect right. ending where she's exactly. It was too like, perfect. Oh, I thought boy. it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. That she's just like, oh, you want to hear a crazy like... story? And the lady's like, of course. Oh, uh, can I get you a drink? And she just, <sighs> uh... but just like she, uh, she did this fucking colossal thing. She triumphed over evil. And then at the end, she realizes, oh, yeah, I still have to fucking get my shit together. Like, I kind of haven't. I'm not really any closer to getting my uh, my own shit under control. Well, yeah, does it have to have a theme? It can just have a vibe like the bar. You're stupid, Dylan. The movie. They say that in the movie. I know. So I said you're stupid because I'm mad that I didn't bring that up. And like the when they when they go back to the bar, go back to her like hometown, and then oh, there's a big part of the bar that's not even open. It's been closed forever. It's been dormant. They haven't talked in a long time, and that's a Western theme. The West. Also, she says it's uh it's ironic now. It's not literal. She did say that. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. It's like when Nacho Vigalando said in uh, Open Windows that uh, it's not a dream. That movies are never dreams. Mm. So this bar's got some PBR on tap. That's what most people seem to be drinking in this uh, town. PBR. Yeah. PBR. That TV looked really light that he was carrying in because he's a monster. He's a giant Godzilla monster. He was just carrying that. He was rolling that thing in just fine. That giant uh, projection t- television. I like uh, the the only reason that she was cutting him slack the first time that he threatened the people of Korea is because uh, she, as she said, I'm no stranger to fucking up while I'm drunk. Yeah, I, I was stalling because I thought for sure I wrote down what my favorite team was on this piece, piece of paper, but I don't remember it. So I'm sorry. I do like that the only chair in her house. Uh, before she gets all the furniture from Jason Sudeikis, is uh, a bar stool. That was that was good because she's a drunk. Oh, I didn't even notice a bar stool in there. Yeah, it's the it's like a red bar stool. That's what she puts her laptop on when she talks to her boyfriend when he when she facetimes. It's not a bar stool. It looks like a bar stool. That's not. Oh, I'm sorry. It looks exactly like the bar stools that are in the bar. Oh, did it? Yeah, I checked. Maybe she stole it. Hopefully, she did. Yeah. So, any final thoughts anybody wants on the movies? I liked that there was a light Godzilla sting when the monster shows up. And it, it plays, like, just a slight, like, bassy, like, trombone part. Like, the first third of the Godzilla theme. Ah. 
So what have you been watching lately? They're all gone, Matt. No one's been watching anything. Who's been watching what? Were you talking to me? Has anyone been watching anything? I mean, I've been watching some stuff. Hey, uh, what have you? What stuff have you watched, Logan? Oh, I watched The Tick. That was fun. Hey, I watched that too. That was oh, good. Yeah, it was too short, though. Yeah, I know. Well, like, I was pissed off when I saw episodes? it was only six episodes. Yeah, like, it ends on a cliffhanger, too. So it's like, oh, now it's going to get good. And it's like, oh, now it's ended. Yeah, I think they decided yeah. to, like, cut the first season in half. Like, there's... I think they're going to do six more, like, next year. Six more seasons? Six more episodes that will be considered the last half of the first season. Oh. Yeah. Also, I uh, really should just, like, release, like, all the episodes at once. Because this really seems, like, too short to be a season. Yeah, I know. Especially since they're half-hour episodes. Yeah. Um, speaking of stuff that I watched, The Defenders sucked. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was better than Iron Fist. Even though, like, there's yeah. times when I was watching, I'm like, yeah, that's not how that works. Even though Iron Fist was, was in it? There's a few times where, like, I'm just watching, I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't work that way. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. how that thing works. But most specifically, like, I don't remember most of them. One I do remember, spoiler alert, people. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Defenders. What I remember was when a stick chops off his hand. And just looked like he just kind of like pressed the katana against his wrist and it fell off. I was like, there's no way he'd be able to do that. He'd not be able to get enough force to like just chop through his hand like that. Is that the one with David Tennant? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Not in this <laughs> so you're saying if I should watch any Marvel show, it should be The Defenders? Uh, Jessica Jones. Yes. You'd probably like Jessica Jones. No, watch Iron but... Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. This is not good. All right. I thought the first episode was pretty boring. And the last episode had a bunch of dumb shit. But, like, the fact that it was only eight episodes, I thought thought they filled it in pretty well. I feel like all the Marvel shows are kind of too much boring stuff. But uh, Iron Fist, I just really really couldn't get on board with that because the characters suck so bad. It was all stuff. I like Ward. I like Colleen Wing. Danny was okay at times. Mostly was annoying. Yeah, he's a petulant child. Yeah. I was hoping he would die and they could somehow make uh, that girl that hangs out with him. The Iron Fist. Colleen Colleen Wing? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know her name. Jeez. (laughs) That that, uh, girl that knows karate. Yeah, but you know he his name is the Iron Fist. The immortal Iron Fist. You even know his his full name. Yep. Sexism, bro. Reverse Flash. There's a character that exists. Reverse Flash? Reverse Flash? Oh, Reverse Flash. Yes, that's true. I didn't make that yeah. up. That's a good character in the comics. Some of the comics. He runs backwards quickly. No, it's not <laughs> He's really slow. (laughs) He's slow, slow. You can't hit him because you are sure he's going to be further along in his running than he actually is. Well, he never he never gets to where you're going to fight in time, right? Like meet me here at this place. (laughs) He's too slow. Oh oh, man, that sounds like me. Dylan's a reverse flash. 
Yeah. And Logan, too? Oh, man, he could have a, a Flash villain called the Sloth. He's, like, you know, just, like, a big, like, sentient sloth. And he's covered in, like, uh, lichen and, like, algae. Like, they form a protective shield, so, like, the Flash can't punch him. It doesn't hurt. Oh, my God, I gotta write comic books. Can you I'll... make money on these, Matt? No. Okay. Oh, have you been wondering what else I've been watching? Have we been Woman Wonder have Womaning? Have, what have you I watched? also watched The House on Willow Street. What's that? Which, uh, it's a horror film about some people who kidnap someone, but that person is possessed. This ain't your daddy's hostage situation. Yeah, so the the kidnappers kidnapped a demon person, and then the demon person's tormenting them. Did they kidnap my daddy? I don't think so. But it was all right. I just want to make sure Dylan was telling the truth. It was not my daddy's. It's a pretty good pass. And I also watched Stakeland 2, The Stakelander. Zoolander. Stakeland 2. It's are, you just, like... are you just trying to see if we're still paying attention? <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to get through the stuff I watched. That way I could just mention it all. Oh, that's and a like... real thing? Yeah, Stakeland 2, The Stakelander, yes. What is The Stakelander? It's on Netflix. It's a guy who goes to different steak restaurants. Oh. No, it's about... Steakland is about... There can be only uh, one. Steakland is a post-apocalyptic film about, like, vampires. Like, vampires overrun everything. Think, uh... Think, like, the vampires in I Am Legend. Like, that kind of mindset. They look like dumb computers? No, they're all practical effects. So pretty much the vampires are like zombies... Except they're not dead, really, and you have to like stake them through the heart. All the weaknesses of vampires combined with all the weaknesses of zombies in <laughs> one horrible creature. It's like you have to like behead them or like st- stake them in the heart, pretty much, and like they're pretty much feral. But yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, it's I don't just, like where the, this post watching movie with a bunch of monsters running around. Stakeland Two isn't as good. But it's still in the same vein, and I get it's it. Decent. I mean, it's a nice little post-apocalyptic romp. A romp. Does it fix the problems of the first Stakelander? Uh, no. There isn't any problems with the first Stakeland. Okay. Hmm. Uh, not to interrupt what you've watched, Logan, but let me interrupt what you've watched. Uh, speaking of anime and vampires and seasons that are real short, I watched Castlevania. I wasn't anime at all. Whoa. Uh, Did I just pull that into my head? You watched an anime about Stakelands. Do you no, not Stake just say Land that? is live action. Yeah, okay, but so you like mentioned the anime cartoon. before. It's like just everything you're mentioning kept reminding me of Castlevania. Because we're talking about a season that was too short. Then you start talking about anime. And then you started talking about vampires, and I was like, all right, I gotta say Castlevania I, I now. I didn't mention anime at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. No, nope, not at all. Oh, wait, I, I know why I was the... thinking that. It was because you were talking, and I assumed that if you're talking, it's about anime. I actually haven't watched any anime really recently. Like, there's one show I've been keeping up with that's about the only thing oh man what's happening uh, logan's watching not anime and i'm watching an anime oh what are you watching matt watch castlevania oh how would you think of it pretty good 
Neat. I heard it was short. I think that means the dumb part of my brain liked it. Uh, it's. I mean, it was written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, Brian Warren Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who made a uh, Kickass. No. No, that is Mike Millar, whose Miller World recently got purchased. Who was who? The purchased Miller World, like the imprint to make like. It wasn't me. Stuff. It was me. Was it, was it Netflix who purchased it? I don't actually know. But speaking of Mike Miller, I'm going to interrupt you again. You guys heard about this weird FBI Tallahassee investigations? They found the target pervert? No, you're still at large. Okay. Um, A VPN. Yeah, there's just, I don't know, over the past couple years or so, there's been a real estate developer named Mike Miller who's apparently probably actually an FBI agent investigating corruption in Tallahassee. I don't know, it's kind of interesting. They don't know all the details, but like a bunch of subpoenas just got handed out. I would like an article with more information about this. Me too. Uh, Listeners, please direct us to where we can find more info. Yes. H-L-T-A-T-M-O-W Gmail. So Logan, is that any other stuff you watch that'll remind me of something and I can interrupt you again? Nope. I did Google who pitched it purchased uh, Miller World, which was Netflix. So you oh. might see uh, like a kick-ass series or something or a wanted series. I really hope they don't do one of them. That was a really bad comic that made me sad. Yeah, well, they made a movie of that, though. Yeah, and it was nothing like the comic. Yeah. It was dumb. Logan, if you were to watch an anime last week, which anime would you have watched? Oh, speaking of Netflix, not to interrupt that question, yeah. but... Sure. Uh, I watched uh, something on Netflix, and it was pretty good. Oh, what'd you watch? Uh, what percent uh, did it think you would like it by? Yeah, those fucking recommendations are completely off now. Like, Netflix used to surprise me, like, uh, how accurate it's, how much it thinks that I'll like something. But now there's stuff that I love that it's like, we think 50% you'll like it. They're just trying to set your expectations low. And you'll like love it. I guess. Kevin, what have you been watching? I watched Alien Covenant. Oh <gasps> yeah. Me too. We were gonna watch it's, that. If if you saw the original Alien and thought, I really just want to know where that alien came from and how <laughs> it came, then you need to watch it. It's because we find out where that alien came from? Yeah. Comes from space. Was it Ooh, space? Spoilers. Uh... I I knew it. I suspected it all along. Isn't that what you wanted to know when you watched the first Alien? You're like, screw all these people. Where did that alien come from? I do remember thinking, screw these people a lot. (laughs) I didn't say a lot. Yeah, but I did. Oh, don't worry. The alien punches punishes two people for having sex in this movie too. He punishes them. He He punishes them. It's when you punish someone with a punch. Oh, I like through that. The punch, a mouth punch through the throat. Mm-hmm. Yep. This movie is rated NC seventeen. That is a metaphor. Oh, for being Bazinga. horny. Uh, did you like uh, uh, Prometheus or, or that better? Kevin, did you get yeah. my reference? It's a metaphor for being horny. <laughs> I get it. Yes, yeah? you're gonna get it. Um, so, did you like Prometheus or this more? I like this one more. I haven't seen Prometheus in a long time, but I thought this was 
I don't know. It was like a dumb movie and easy to follow, so I liked it. Would you? Do you think uh, you should see Prometheus before seeing this? Yes, I would advise. Actually, I would advise watching this, then watching Prometheus, and Prometheus might make sense. Uh, yeah, and then you can figure out what that robot's all about when you watch this first, and then Prometheus. And you'll be like, yeah. oh, okay. Gotta kill that robot. Well, we'll see who kills whom. But other than <clears throat> other than the Defenders and the Tick, that's all I've watched. Did you watch Life? Actually, I did see Life. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, they just bat it bat across the board. I like the look of the alien creature, but everything else was just, like, dumb. Like Alien. Yeah, I remember seeing that trailer for that. I'm like, wait, is this just Alien? <laughs> Wait, uh, actually, uh, Kevin, it says present a counterpoint. I think you're the only person other than me who has seen Wonder Woman. And I think you said you liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I've seen Wonder Woman. You've seen Wonder Woman? Yeah, that's okay, I guess. Okay. It was good. Dylan didn't like it because it empowers women. Yep. I know I liked it because I fell asleep at the end, so I felt refreshed when it was over. That's nice. Yeah, I liked it because Wonder Woman was cool. She was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot, but I thought she did a really great job. I thought it was uh, pretty easy to enjoy. You've seen the other uh, DC modern films, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're terrible. Uh, I haven't. And I guess, like, just the, the DC house style now is when they fight, they have to, like, do a, um, like, a 300 fight, right? It has to be a what's-his-name fight, like, where, like, the camera, like, stops and slows down, and then, like, super slow motion. Like, that's a, that's a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah. So that's also just a DC thing now, because that's, like, the house style. Kind of the way that, like, Joss Whedon's house style is, is kind of uh, Marvel. Dylan, yeah. you shouldn't make fun of Zack Snyder. His daughter killed herself. Yeah, that's totally fucked up. Yeah. So there was a lot of uh, violence against women in this movie. Let's talk about that. I mean, I'm assuming there were a lot of women that got trampled. We didn't see it, though. That's all. <laughs> Again, this movie is really an indictment of um, the early warning systems in uh, Korea. Because that what? city was full. They know that monster's there every day. Get those we're people out. We're talking about the movie, though, aren't we? We're in the favorite scenes. Logan, I'm grabbing all of you and ripping you the... back into the movie hole. We got to go doing, back. Like, what we've been watching recently. Hey, Kevin, what have you been watching recently? You said Defenders of the Tick? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Anything Gal Gadot else? as Wonder Woman, she was good. And I watched a movie that reminded me that I put... What was that movie called? Kevin, what's that dumbass movie called that's got Gal Gadot and Zach Galifianakis? Inventing the Joneses? or uh, Making something. Up with the Joneses. Keeping Something up with, with the Joneses. The, with the Joneses. That wasn't a Getting good movie. Lit with the Joneses. Yeah. Fucking with the Joneses. This ain't the Joneses. We're gonna fuck the Joneses. Uh, porn parody title. Fucking with the Boneses. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of if I could make a porn parody title of Colossal. Let me think about that for a second. While you're thinking about that, uh, wasn't there a movie starring Jason Sudeikis that had a similar title? That was like, he, they were people who pretended to be a family to like steal something. It's like a comedy. Uh, keeping up with the Millers. There you go. That's a similar title. I can see that. 
Oh, yeah, I did think of a porn parody title for The Black Coat's Daughter. Please. Black Coat's Daughter. Yep, that's a good one. Or uh, if you're a fan of the pornographic internet-based fair, uh, Black Coat's Not His Daughter. I hear that's the most popular search term in uh, Mississippi. Hmm. And you didn't uh, notice that I said term and not term. How did you... How did you hear this? Oh, it was uh, some data Ah, on my computer, Mississippi. You just intercepted in the air? (laughs) Yeah, I grabbed it out. If you you squint your eyes really hard, you can see those internet beams. Oh, shit. And I reminded myself of, this is great. Uh, I didn't write down any of the things I've watched lately, but through talking with you guys, I keep reminding myself of all of them, and I cover pretty much everything now. Uh, Watch Narcos. Me too. Yeah? What'd you think? I haven't finished. I'm still working on the first season. Lots lots of reading. (laughs) I haven't finished either, but I'm on the second season, so I made it further along than than you did. I think it's pretty good. I think it's uh, told very well, and the performers are all excellent. Yeah, I think it's pretty good, too. Um, Also, Pedro Pascal is in it, so that's good. Is that... uh, (laughs) Prince Oberyn? uh, Oberyn? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> um, I actually, I was thinking the show might be better if like I didn't already know as much about the Pablo Escobar story as I did. Because there's stuff that happens in it that if you didn't know the Pablo Escobar story, you would probably roll your eyes at how unbelievable like this show is really jumping the shark. And it's like, nope, that really happened. No, nah, I don't I don't know shit about Pablo Escobar and I'm still like, whoa, this is amazing. Well, the probably the most unbelievable parts of the show that you've seen so far are real. <laughs> Just so you know. I've I've really enjoyed it. It's fucking insane. It's unbelievable. It's great. Yeah, I like it. Also, not sure why, but for some reason the uh dude that plays Pablo Escobar reminds me of a little bit of like a Colombian Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> he kind of does I'd never thought about that before that's pretty good and that he only wears uh, suits uh, that are the one worn by the Jaws mayor that have little anchors on them maybe it's the mustache yeah no, he wears speaking of being reminded clothes. of things uh, did the part where Jason take his lights off the firework inside of the bar remind anyone of playing the sims and also lighting fireworks off indoors no I never did anything that irresponsible in the sims that would be crazy. It's a thing that happened, just like building a maze to the fridge and trapping people in pools. Everybody yeah. did that one. Well, I mean, I yeah, I committed murder, but that was intentional, not irresponsible. It's not murder if you're God. I guess that's... Wait, is that true, though? Logan, you know about this stuff. Is When God kills people, is it murder? No. Did Logan by get murdered by that God? True. That was God. Oh, okay. I don't really think like I mean that's not really a real <laughs> thing you can ask because there's no real precedence for it. But I did ask it. Did you? Yeah, say- I mean, I guess it's still murder. Okay. Can hey, God make a guy so oh. strong that he can't even murder him? <laughs> I don't think so, unless he like makes that guy a god. Well, he can't so, kill I mean, him anyway because gods can't murder. Hmm. I mean, Kevin, could kill him. What were you trying to say? Will it get us out of I this discussion? Sure. 
I guess not. <laughs> nope. Sorry. We'll have to leave that discussion for another time. So this movie was interesting. It was okay. So what did you? What uh, free service did you guys watch it on? None of them. Redbox. Oh, okay. Kevin's eating a DVD. Oh, they are nutritious. A lot healthier than Blu-rays. Way lower sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also watched El Topo. So, did anybody else watch anything? I watched El Topo a long time ago. Oh yeah. Did you watch the commentary? No, I did not. Because it was a weird ass movie, and I didn't need to see any more. <laughs> so hey, pick what Dylan? Game of Thrones. I pick Game of Thrones. Okay, Logan, you gotta watch Game of Thrones now. It's a good show. The finale's on tonight, so it's if you better and better, if you hurry, you can sign up for a trial of HBO and watch all of the seasons that you haven't watched yet. Before, yeah, nine. I probably will like spend ten dollars for like next month and just watch like binge watch it and Westworld. And watch when you Westworld, do that, Logan. share your login so I can watch HBO too. Also, halfway through Westworld, you're gonna have to stop and have a conversation with us about what you think is gonna happen. At the end of every episode, we're gonna tell you. I'm, I wrote down my theories, and we're gonna see what's what, what's up with the show. We'll go back to our Westworld notebooks and compare. I think I'm going to give you a minor spoiler. Uh, James Marston was not actually alive in the Old West. He's a contemporary actor. What? That's a spicy spoiler. Couldn't stop myself. Kevin, pick a movie or TV show or a book or whatever you need to movie! say. Is Kevin going to be here next week? I don't care. Yeah, pick I a mean, movie, Kevin, Sunday? if you've got one. Kevin, save us from the burden of choice. Are we going to be on Sunday? I don't know. Yeah, it's Kevin's yes. famous thing where he asks us a question before he picks a movie. Yeah, have you guys ever recorded a podcast on a Sunday? Uh, I plead yeah. the 5th. Or no wait, uh, I plead the 28th. Am I right, Logan? Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Watch the tape. Labor Day weekend? Yeah, I'll probably be busy. Dylan. You can also watch the take. Mm, I hate uh, Putty from Steinfeld, though. He's not in the new one. Oh. Darth Maul's voice is. <gasps> uh, Peter? Pete from Sarah the Dead? Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, Petey. Ray Parks played uh, Darth Maul's I've watching. Or I've seen like two episodes of. Stan versus Evil? Evil Dead? Stan versus Evil. It's a. Uh, series created by dana gould it's got uh john c mcginley and janet varney as the leads it's pretty cool dana gould was gex i have mixed feelings on dana gould anyway it's pretty good you should watch it it's ifc show but it's on hulu they still got that there comedy bang bang that's over all right yeah i think they have all of them up now if you want to binge is there an unhealthier term other than binge like freebase yeah if you want to freebase it if you want to mainline it yeah if you want to butt chug those episodes so game of thrones is going to be on soon so which movie did you pick kevin (laughs) game of thrones episode four season seven i think it's time to end an era let's do it's a little bit early Let's do Halloween.
The original. Holy shit. Wait, we went down this road one time before. Is there somewhere that you can stream it? Somewhere, I'm sure. Because I think that's, uh, you started to try and get Logan to watch it before. And, uh, I'll send him a DVD. No, that doesn't. And we, I we... think it's somewhere now, but like, I'm going to double check, but yeah, the problem is we couldn't find somewhere to stream it from. Yeah, like Send it... John Carpenter a check for 10 bucks, and then he'll hook you up. Like, it literally wasn't anywhere. Like, you couldn't even uh, pay to stream it. Yeah, that was the problem with it. So, is it on YouTube? Uh, it was not before. Or maybe Vimeo, or, you know... Daily Motion? Fitsteel.crime? <laughs> Thank you. So the next week's movie is H2O Halloween, starring... You Oof. can you can pay yeah, it's on, uh, four you can bucks it for it on Amazon. It's on Amazon now, yeah. So there you go. Yep. He said it. We can't right. take it back. But that's not going to stop me from watching Scott Pilgrim again. Just because I can. He can't have unsaid it or something. Are you going to watch the remake of Halloween? Yeah, H2O? It came out when I was a kid. No, the remake. The uh, Rob Zombie. Zombie. Yeah, I watched it a while ago. Didn't he direct H2O? No. No. That was something. That was with the old. That was the last, one of the last ones in the old series. Did he direct House of a Few Corpses? House that, of a Thousand Corpses. That prequel? Oh, that's spooky. Yes. House of Very Few Corpses. House of a Couple Corpses. Just enough to notice, but not enough to like take up the whole room. All right, guys. Well, I gotta go, because I gotta go run to the grocery store. That Publix H- is gonna close at 8.35 tonight. You need to hurry. HBO sign-up station? Yep. Get your card. The Publix sells them, I'm sure. All right, guys. I will catch you later. Bye. All right. I will spoil Bye. Game of Thrones. Uh, Tyrion... Is a oh. Dutch short guy. I oh, I lost him. The Tyrion. So, so maybe if I go to sleep right now, I can wake up in forty years, eight minutes, <laughs> years, it, even younger, forty years younger, forty years older. Yeah, I was hoping we would record for two and a half hours so I could get off and immediately watch Game of Thrones. You can watch usually fifty like something minutes. I usually watch Game of Thrones first, and then I get off because of the show. All right, so let's talk about Game of Thrones, episode six. Let's talk about it for 55 minutes. They go to the, as long as the episode of Game of Thrones, uh, they go to the north. Have you not watched the finale yet? Uh, Yeah, I saw the script spoilers for it. Oh, I didn't, so don't tell us that. All right, well, I'll give you one hint. Did you watch the, uh, the next on Game of Thrones? No, yeah. It, does know none all, of that happen? Well, you know when they're all going to meet. Um, that is not the Colosseum uh, in Italy. That is the Dragon Pit of King's Landing. It turns out. Oh, okay, I don't remember what you're talking about, but that's cool. Okay. Also, Cersei gets another haircut. I didn't think it was possible. Is her hair longer? Yep. That's cool. She uses magics. Blood magic. Uh, it's her funny hair magic. that. That one handmaiden everywhere now. Like the one who is a Cersei's handmaiden who has got her hair cut and the same Romulan outfit. And she's been her handmaiden for like the whole show. And it's funny seeing her now in the show, like the old episodes. Well, it's it's her tale. Yep. Anyway, that's oh, I'm sure show. like we'll get a video game of it about these <laughs> events seen through her, uh, her eyes. You know. 
Why isn't there a Game of Thrones open world video game? That would make too much money. Did anybody ever play, and by anybody I mean Dylan, did you ever play that Game of Thrones video game? No. Not the Crusader Kings one? No, that's the only one I play. Uh, I'm playing Rhaegar this time. Doing a great job. Jon Snow's there, but his name is Aegon. It's pretty fun. Ah, just like it is in real life. It's true. It actually is true. So do you think you're going to get a Rhaegar flashback? Where we'll get to see Rhaegar? Uh Uh-huh. He's going to be the handsomest man that's ever lived. Yeah. We'll get to see uh, King Robert will come back, but he'll be younger and not fat. Dude, that young Ned Stark actor is just like champing at the... He's like ready to do this. He's ready to have eight seasons of him being young Ned Stark. He's chomping on his bits. Chomping on someone's bits. As many bits as it takes until he gets it. Hey, what spinoffs are they going to have? From Game of Thrones? Yeah. Well, there's that one where slavery in America or something. Oh, hell yeah. It's a flash forward. Yeah. Like that TV show Flash Forward? Well, you got Flash Reverse, you have Reverse Flash, and you have Flash Forward. Yeah. It's the Flash universe. I always wanted to make a speedster who's like really fat, and his name would be Fasto. You'd make a really make? You have the power to turn your dreams into tangible things? We all do, Dylan. And you would know that if you read... Uh, what is my com- comic called? Graphic novel? I have Sad. to do this first. The life and death first. of an aspiring artist. Can you say that again so I can talk over it? I have to... Uh, you didn't talk over it good enough. You didn't give me a chance. I have to talk about this. How long do I have to talk before you talk over it? It's the Hala Tatmau comic book. Yeah. We all drew pictures for it. I drew a picture of Dylan. It's a turd emoji. Oh, that's my picture. That's my house sigil. (laughs) So Littlefinger is a faceless man. Dickhead. Am I reading that correctly? Oh. Because he's from Bravos, and they're going to have a big dumb fight. He's not from Bravos. He's he's from the Finger Isles. He has many faces. Uh, uh, do you get it? Do you get it? Also, in the third season, Arya said to the Hound, "Oh, I know someone who's way stronger. He can beat you with his little finger." There you go. Uh, Oh, hey, Dylan, did you see that uh, possible foreshadowing pic of uh, Jamie and Cersei standing on the map? Yeah, that happened like a couple times in the show. I mean, a lot of people looking at maps and saying, "Hey, this is where we are. This is where they are." But like, where what people were pointing out was possibly foreshadowing. No, it's that uh, uh, Cersei was standing on the neck, and Jamie was standing near the fingers. Oh, I get it. And then they had sex after. Yep, and he choked her. Maybe it's going to be an accidental strangling. He's going to be choking or daring sex. The accidental strangler. That was a Jamie book. Lannister. You know, I'm sad. Barrett since Selma didn't get a lot of uh, didn't get to go back to Westeros and be all judgy. Oh, Barrett and Selma. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was old. He, he was old. He died doing what he loved. Being old. Dying. <laughs> Getting stabbed. Yep. Choking on his own blood. He gives and he takes. So is Euron just like over a Casterly Rock? 
know. Uh, I, I, I found out why that you haven't seen Masande in a while, because if she was on screen, it would be impossible to not talk about Grey Worm and how he's captured in a castle. Oh, yeah. Danny, why don't you go rescue your general and your army? What do you got to give this guy? Man, people got really pissed off that the dragons flew up north real quick. Well, yeah, that was dumb. And then Ari, oh, man, listen. Well, I mean, what do you want to do? You want to just show the dragons flying for 20 minutes? Here's here's what should have happened. This is on my YouTube channel, actually. It's got 300,000 views. Game of Thrones click, clickbait. Uh, she should have, like, changed her mind, like, after they left and followed them up there. And that would have been way less stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do a test on the house uh, words. So the Greyjoys, of course, or we do not so. Hands off my octopus. Hands off our octopus. Let a Doberman have his ears. Uh, what are the Lannisters' house words? Give me that gold! No, that's a common saying, but that's not the words. But it's words. not their words. Yeah, their words are, hear me roar. Hear me roar. That's not true. I'm Tywin Lannister. I was a hear me roar. The big old yep. claws, y'all. It's true. Where are lions in the Game of Thrones? Where are they living? In the Africa. In the Africa? Yeah. Wherever that is? Yeah. Where are the Red Guard from? A different video uh, game? Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I was trying to think where they actually are from. I can't remember. So who do you think is going to die? No one because Game of Thrones doesn't kill people anymore? Yeah, you're probably right. Their official motto really is, hear me roar. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not being cute. I mean, I'm adorable, but that's hear sucks. me roar. Hear me roar. What's Logan getting to Publix? Somebody call him. All right, hold on. Tell him to get me a sub. Oh, if they have any chicken fingers left, give me some of those. Although they probably put them back. It's like eight o'clock. Probably put them up. Uh, hey, I need butt medicine for my butt. <laughs> Do you have any uh, <laughs> anything to bite my bottom for my bottom to look uh, big? Logan needs butt medicine. You know, anal plan. Anal plan. Logan needs butt medicine. Anal plan. <laughs> you can just loop that in post. The one yeah. that I said once. I will. I won't leave it in the show, though. I'll record it and put it on my phone as my ringtone. So Torbjorn is dead. He fell into a pile of zombies. Torgborg. No, no, that was one of the red shirts. He's fine. Remember, like, in the 90s, like, before the Star Wars Special Editions, where it was, it was like, nerdy and embarrassing to like Star Wars? Like, that wasn't a thing you went around identifying as, if you weren't a kid. But now it's like that's like Star Wars is a thing you do. Everybody does it now. Yeah, you kind of can't help it. Like you own something that says Star Wars, even if you don't like Star Wars or know what it is. And what's the deal with that Han Solo movie? Fucking Ron Howard. Wait, seriously? It's our favorite director. Yikes. Fuck that guy. He sucks. He needs to go fishing in North Carolina and stay the fuck out of that movie. Are they going to have uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf be young Han Solo? Yep. They should. Middle-aged Han Solo. <laughs> what are they going to do with the 90% of the movie that's done? 
I I haven't I've heard no news about this, so I don't know what you guys are even talking about. The movie was getting very close to being done, and then uh, Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Dreamcatcher, and <laughs> oh yeah, The Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi. They hired Eric Stoltz to play Han Solo. Eric Stoltz brought in to play Lando. Uh, yeah, they did that, and then they he clashed, I guess, because Philip he's after Miller somebody and... called Skywalker. Yeah, uh, I don't know, somebody named Skywalker. Uh, yeah, he was being choked by an ape man. Uh, yeah, so Philip Lord and Mark Miller, Mark Millar, I'm saying that right, the fake FBI agent. Yep, the Tallahassee FBI agent. He's in single handedly in charge of the Falls Chase project. Um, that is some local, yeah. uh, local region that you only know if you live in Tallahassee. And even then, probably not. Uh, yeah, they were filming the movie, and they were making it light and keeping it light, and like doing a lot of different takes, like with the actors, like having a lot of imp- like a lot of ad libbing. And frumpy old Lawrence Kasdan didn't like it. He pulled the plug on it, and he eventually had them replaced. God forbid a movie be fun. No, he said, uh, no, that's not Han Solo's story. There's a quote, there's like a big long quote somewhere. He's like, no, that's like Han Solo is like, it's like a dark story. It's supposed to be dark and oh. definitely use the word dark. I don't know about gritty though. So I have, that movie's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to suck. Do you guys it's hear gonna be the best Star Wars movie ever? Waller Bridge is in it, and that's good. Who? The girl that uh, created and starred in uh, Fleabag. That shit is good too. Y'all should watch that. Fleabag, and the star of The Hunger Games, Woody Harrelson. No. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Yep. It's a digital full... So how do they do that for that? You know, I only saw those first two Hunger Games. Didn't see those last two. How do they do that? He wasn't in the first two. He was in the second one for a little bit. But they set him up to be like a big guy right in the third one. And then what they, how do they do with that? What, what do they do? Tell me. Tell me. Special know. effects. They, they, made, use... they really made a CG uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman ghost, a white? Clips yeah, from other he's movies. dancing and shit. That's great. The and dancing he's... Philip Seymour Hoffman? He's like yeah, yelling about... Doing his... the Macarena? Doing splits and flips and stuff? He could be so much better in death than he ever was in life. So, guys, I'm loving this chat, but I gotta Good watch Game of Thrones. night, everybody. You too? Oh, uh, Castle in the Sky is on tomorrow in theaters. The sub. I'll probably watch that. Oh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out when you listen to this podcast in a month. It's on uh, Monday? The dub is on Sunday, and the sub is on Monday. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, probably. Oops. Okay. What? Goodbye. See Bye. you later. See ya. Good night. Game of Thrones. Littlefingers of Aceless Man. Watch Game of Thrones. Uh, what are the spoilers are there? Hey, Logan. I know you're out there listening. Watch Game of Thrones. Watch Game of Thrones. I forgot to end the show. Sorry. Email. Bye.